What's up, guys? It's Rhino. It's championship week. Just had the uh, women's basketball championship. South Carolina Gamecocks take it down for the second time. Um, great performance by them to defeat the evil empire, uh, UConn Huskies. Uh, last night, Kansas Jayhawks uh, beat the uh, Cinderella North Carolina Tar Heels in a great matchup where uh, it's a it's a it's a story of two halves where North Carolina jumps out early, Kansas fights their way back and and holds on. We'll talk about that. And most importantly, man, it's Masters Week. And uh, you know, I, I think most people who who don't even watch golf or whatever kind of you know turn their eye to the TV during Masters Week. There's something special about Augusta National, and and this year is even more special with Tiger Woods coming back from what we thought may have been a career-ending uh, injury when he drove his car off the overpass. Uh, he just committed to play this morning in his press conference. He will be playing Thursday, uh, I think, 10.34 tea time with uh, Joaquin Neiman and Louis Ustazen. So we'll talk about that going forward. First and foremost, let's talk about the Gamecocks. Uh, Lady Gamecocks get it done for the second time. Don Staley has done a remarkable job in Columbia, South Carolina of, uh, you know, turning down, turning around a mediocre, I guess, program, a program that's been decent, but has never been a national power. She's came in and she's gotten recruits and, and you know, changed the culture of South Carolina basketball to, to not just a Southeast, but a national power. Um, you know, a lot of matchups with UConn over the years, um, which is great. Um, some wins and, and some bad losses, but uh, you know, coming into this game, South Carolina was a four-point favorite. UConn has never lost in a national championship game. They were 11 and 0, uh, and so it was going to be a tough test. I didn't really know what to think about it. I wasn't sure if if South Carolina was ready for that. It's something UConn, you know, and REM has done, you know, just about every year of his career. It's pretty new to South Carolina, or the girls that were on the roster anyway. They did win the championship five years ago, but most of those are gone. The Asia Wilsons of the world are in the WNBA. So anyway, uh, you know, they came out, and from the get-go, they were more physical. They were bigger, stronger, longer. Um, I know Tarazi and Sue Bird made a, uh, a reference to the length of the cocks. Uh, I guess that was a poor attempt at humor from two lesbians, but I don't know. Um, anyway... Uh, they were, they were just bigger, and they and they took the ball to UConn. Uh, they rebounded well. Uh, Boston is just a beast down low. Um, uh, she's just physical specimen. She gets the rebounds. Uh, she puts them back in the basket. Um, you know, we got some uh, some some shooting from Destiny Henderson. She can fill it up from the outside. She's really small compared to a lot of those girls, but you know, obviously big in heart. So, you know, the Gamecocks win again. I think it's uh it's pretty phenomenal, man. I, I, it, not not a great women's basketball fan or women's sports a lot, but it's pretty phenomenal if you look at, you know, rebuilding a program from nothing to becoming a national power. And I feel like hopefully this is motivation for a guy like Lamont Paris who can see that it only takes five people on the court at a time. It's not like football where you got offense and defense and special teams. And it's not like baseball where you got to have pitching, hitting, and fielding. 
it's just five. And and, it's, and the final four run that South Carolina made, it was basically a star in Sedaria Stonewell, a co-star in P.J. Dozier, and then guys who knew their role. You know, uh, Dwayne Notice and Justin Mackey and the younger version of, like, Silva and Coates are just doing their job and letting the uh, stars, you know, do the rest. And hopefully in recruiting and, and transfer portals and, you know, diamonds in the rough, hopefully uh, Lamont Paris can get players uh, similar to that caliber to come in. And, uh, you know, we see it all the time. Teams don't have to necessarily be a bunch of five stars uh, to be good basketball teams. We've seen Butler and Gonzaga, pre-dominant pre Gonzaga on their buildup, you know, Valparaiso. And then we've seen teams like St. Peter's make runs this year. Well, it's a good core of guys. So hopefully, if nothing else, it inspires uh, South Carolina basket, men's basketball to uh, be better. But anyway, hopefully they name, you know, something after Dawn State, whether it's the court, the concourse, the whole damn arena, the street leading in, the bridge across the road there, whatever, um, to win two national championships at South Carolina in a short period of time. And there's a possibility she wins several more. So uh, looking forward to seeing what happens there. Happy for my mother. Uh, she's a big-time uh, Lady Gamecock basketball fan. Has been since Nancy Wilson was there, since Martha Parker was the point guard, um, who's now, I think, like a surgeon at uh, Richmond Memorial Hospital. So that's how long that's been. But anyway, uh, congratulations. Great weekend for the Gamecocks. Like I said, not the biggest fan, but if you got to be in there, uh, you know, I'm pulling for them to win, and they did. So uh, kudos to Don Staley, uh, Alicia Boston, and uh, Destiny Henderson, and the rest of that crew. <laughs> Next up, the men's side. Um, a kind of a Cinderella story in North Carolina. A team we didn't really know how good they were. Uh, you know, they, they could beat anybody or lose to anybody. Uh, had a big game against Baylor in the uh, semifinals where they were up by 25. Ended up having to win in overtime. Uh, that's crazy. Um, but, you know, went through the bracket. Ended up playing Duke again. Um, most of us thought, I think, that Duke would get their revenge. Coach K would get his revenge and beat uh, North Carolina and knock them out. Get the revenge factor and go to the championship game. But it wasn't to be. North Carolina, man, very talented, great shooting, uh, big on the inside. The Manic kid, he, he can block a shot or he can shoot a three. It's just a, a phenomenal, a phenomenal uh, team that came together at the right time and made the run to the finals. Kansas, uh, also phenomenal. Uh, can shoot, can run, can score, big on the inside. And, uh, you know, this game started out pretty ugly. Uh, Kansas didn't look like they were in sync. North Carolina put it to them, went to the half up 15. Um, and I thought it was over, honestly. I didn't see Kansas overcoming a 15-point deficit the way North Carolina was playing, but it's a tell of two halves. The second half, uh, Kansas came out high intensity, pushed the ball, played, uh, you know, played big in the post, made some threes, made some defensive stands. It was really physical in there. Um, a lot of contact down low. A little bit of foul trouble, but they let them, they let them play a good bit in this game. Um, so I enjoyed uh, uh, 
about halfway through the second half, he realized it was a game, and I enjoyed, you know, uh, it becoming a game because, you know, at halftime, it was like it was over. Kansas made some big plays. McCormick scores there with less than 30 seconds to go. Puts um, Kansas up by three. North Carolina has a shot. They turn it over. All Kansas has to do is get the ball in and get fouled. They do not step on the out-of-bounds line and turn the ball over. So North Carolina has a three-pointer to tie with like four seconds to go. Uh, it falls short, and um, I'm happy. I'm happy I didn't have to see Roy Williams dance anymore. You know, I'm not a Kansas fan by any stretch, but I'd much rather see Kansas win than North Carolina. Uh, I'm not a big fan of uh, South Carolina slash North Carolina fans. I'm not a big fan of uh, Roy Williams at all. I really liked Dean Smith back in the day, but Roy Williams is a punk ass. So uh, Kansas wins. Bill Self cuts down the nets. Um, one of the original Blue Bloods, you know, Kansas, North Carolina, uh, Kentucky, and Duke. And uh, now the season's over, and we'll see where we go from here. We'll see who stays at North Carolina, what Hubert Davis can do. He build on this. Uh, we'll see what Duke does with John Shire moving over. Um, you know, as the head coach now. So that'll be interesting. And, you know, we'll see what, you know, the trickle effect of who's transferring to where and who gets who and uh, who helps that build a program. But a uh, great end to the season. I'm glad the game was tight. For you guys who fuss about it being late, I get it, man, but you're not seven years old. I mean, I get up every morning at 6.15, um, and, you know, I go to bed whenever. So I stayed up and watched it, went to bed about midnight. I still got six hours of sleep. I mean, for Christ's sake, you don't need much more than that. So I get it. Got to gotta, gotta make the time right for the West Coast people. Um, most of y'all ain't, ain't swinging a hammer all day anyway. You, you know, you're sitting around a desk or uh, lounging around at your job. So, you know, you can take it easy at, at work the next day. But uh, anyway, good end to the season. Looking forward to uh, basketball next year, but uh, ready for some baseball. And then, of course, we'll be ready for some football in the fall. But uh... <laughs> And now we talk about the Masters, Augusta National, Tiger Woods, the biggest, the finest display in golf in the world. Um, some would argue maybe the British Open, but being worldwide, but especially in the United States, the Masters is the mecca. Augusta National is the mecca of, of United States golfing. Um, not, not only that, Tiger Woods is back, and that's a big deal for the PGA Tour. I see the tickets have, have went up exponentially since the hinting that Tiger would play, and now the confirmation that he is playing. On Thursday, 10.34 uh, in the morning, tea time with uh, Louis Oosthuizen and Joaquin Neiman. So we will see Tiger again at Augusta National. Uh, from all the reports, he's hitting it as well as he ever has. I think the biggest thing for him will be endurance. Can he take, uh, you know, the walking, the exertion of four days uh, on a course like Augusta National? We'll see. Um Anyway, I'm going to talk about kind of handicap who I'm looking at to win. Obviously, the favorites are John Rahm and Justin Thomas, and they should be. Both of those guys got all the tools in the bag to 
to win this tournament. Unfortunately, they don't. Uh, they don't necessarily guarantee anything. And John Rahm struggled at times uh, at Augusta. And, you know, JT, he hadn't been putting on no, no green jacket either. Um, but those two are the favorites. The hottest golfer in the world right now, Scotty Scheffler, who's coming off of uh, you know, match play championship, which put him as the number one player in the world, won three of the last five tournaments he's played in. Big Texan has all the tools, too. Drives it well, chips it well, and when the putter's rolling, he's hard to beat. Uh, he's like the uh, – he's right behind those two. And then this is where I, I kind of – my interest is peaked. Cam Smith coming off the Players' Championship, winning $3.6 less than a month ago. Uh, he's in the, He's in there. He, he finished in the top five last time. Great with his wedges. He does get loose off the tee every now and again. And especially in pressure moments, he, he tends to yank them uh, into, into, into trouble. He even did it in the players where uh, he hit it into the woods and they hit it into the water. Still held on to make par and uh, win the tournament. But it's just one of them deals, man, where, uh, you know, you can't, you know, especially down the stretch, there's going to be a lot of people putting pressure on you. You can't falter. So I'm not sure Cam can do it. 14-1 to uh, is a little low for me. He's up there with DJ, Dustin Johnson, who won, uh, you know, the Masters at the end of that year where he won the FedEx Cup, total domination. He's getting back into form. I like DJ at 14 as well. If you're one of these guys who likes to bet chalk, I bet those two guys, Cam Smith and DJ, at 14-1. to um, I guess the obvious pick, maybe, uh, maybe not so obvious. It's hard to say. But a guy who plays so well in these majors, and uh, Brooks Kepka looks like he's back healthy. He missed the cut last year, but that's more of a product of a bad knee. He had the surgery and tried to rush his way back because he didn't want to miss Augusta. Uh, but this year, he comes in around 18 to 1. That's, uh, that's my number one dog right there. Uh, he just, for some reason, plays majors and big tournaments so well. He beat John Rahm in the match play heads up. So he's playing as good as anybody right now outside of probably Scotty Scheffler. Uh, I like Brooks at 18 to 1. My guy, Sam Burns, coming off a couple victories so far this year. I like him at 35 to 1. And uh, last but not least, Tyrell Hatton, the angry Englishman uh, who cusses a lot and very pissed off when he misses a shot. He's been playing well. He can hit some greens and make a few putts. Terrell Hatton will definitely be there on Sunday. Tiger Woods, come, it came out at like 60 to 1. Then it dropped to 50 to 1, and now it's 40 to 1. Still good money for Tiger Woods. I mean, there's been times when Tiger Woods was in his prime. He was like 2 to 1 or even money because he was so damn good. 40 to 1 off a repaired foot, leg, hip, back. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's good money or not. Maybe throw $25 on it to win 1000 That seems like a fair prize for me uh, to watch golf. But, uh, you know, there's some more, more guys like the defending uh, FedEx Cup champion, Patrick Cantley's in the middle of the field. He hasn't been playing his best. Jordan Spieth's up there under 20 to 1. Um, and I just don't think he's playing his best. Now, anything that happened in a weekend, we see it all the time. You know, a guy like J.J. Spawn won last week. We've seen Luke List win. Sepp Straka has won tournaments. 
not of this magnitude, but still, you know, any given week you get right, Adam Scott, a Tony Finau, you know, a Russell Henley, Corey Connors. There's a lot of guys who can put four rounds together and possibly get themselves in a position to win at Augusta. Um, it's going to be interesting this week. Um, they changed some, changed the format, changed some, same, changed some of the holes, tee boxes, made made the course a little longer, put holes in interesting uh, places. So we'll see some of these younger guys who don't have experience. There's a lot of first timers. A guy like Seamus Power or Taylor Gooch, who have the ability to play really well, but don't have a lot of experience at Augusta. We'll see how you know that works out. Some of the older guys, like I mentioned, Adam Scott, who's been around, Lee Westwood, Gary Woodland, some of these guys who've been around a while. Um, a guy like Mark Leishman, that's another one that you could look at. You may think he's got a shot to win. He was in that top five last year as well. The weather doesn't affect him, so if it does get a little windy or rough out there, he still plays as well. And when he's putting, he's dangerous. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Bruce Kepka at 18 to one. I'm gonna go with Sam Burns at 33 to one. He's really good on the Bermuda greens. And then I'm gonna go with Terrell Hatton at 40 to one. That's my three picks. Um, sprinkle a little bit maybe on DJ, maybe Scheffler, maybe Scheffler with a hot hand. Uh, if you like chalk, man, throw some money on Rom. Just put all your money. Don't don't sprinkle nothing. Just put all your hundred dollars on ROM and, and win a thousand. You know, it's it's a it's a crapshoot. Golf's the hardest thing to bet, but it's the it's the funnest bet because you get four days of sweat. If you got Mason Cut, you get four days for the value of what most most games you win or lose in two hours. So it's fun. Looking forward to the Masters. Can't wait to Thursday morning. I gotta work, but I'll have uh the earpiece in and be listening to the serious uh coverage of the PGA Tour, so looking forward to that. Congratulations, like I said, to the Gamecocks, to the Jayhawks. Looking forward to congratulating someone on Sunday at Augusta, and uh, appreciate you guys listening. We'll try to get back on here Thursday and do a Major League Baseball preview. Uh, not too extensive. We're going to talk about a few teams, some changes, some new additions, some um, key losses, and uh, mainly a preview of the Braves and what I think they're going to do this year. I really feel good about this team if they stay healthy. I know Luke Jackson may have Tommy John, which is an arm in the bullpen. They really didn't want to lose, but they did get Kelly, Kelsey Jansen uh, from the uh, Dodgers. He'll help out. Um, he got a couple other younger guys that can come in and help that bullpen. So looking forward to that. We'll talk about that on Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate the hardcore group that listens every week. And uh, see y'all Thursday.